Ah, we're back, everybody. Is it always sunny in Philadelphia? Podcast. It's just Glenn and Charlie. Charlie, how you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good, Glenn. I'm doing pretty good. We're we're not together in the studio, and unfortunately, we can't be together in the studio due to a major lice and pinworm outbreak, thanks to Rob McElhenney. Uh, he's at home. He's getting cleaned up and hosed down. Uh, but we he's just got can't. worms. We coming out of every inside, outside. There's worms everywhere, all, oh, all over boy. his house. It's, uh, unfortunately, we can't be around him. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's only uh, the good news is that it, it should be completely cleared out of his system w- within a good eight to ten weeks. So uh, you know, you can only anticipate maybe 10, 15 of these zooms to be safe, and then hopefully uh, the the worms have eaten the lice, and then we can attack the worms and uh, and clear it all up. We need we need like uh, worms that kill other worms. You know what I mean? Like you just send in like an army of worms to take out the uh, yeah. the other worms. You know, is that a thing? They, yeah, they, they got those well, hammerhead worms. But what if they turn into <laughs> ghost worms and ghost lice, and then we got to deal with thing. all yeah, of those things? Yeah, that's a whole thing. thing. So. Oh my god! Think of all the all the bugs that we've killed, and all the ghosts of bugs that are out there. You know, if and if you were the type of person who could see. You know, that type of thing, like the, like, what is that? Like a, not a paranormal, but like a, a psychic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Boy, just. I, I just... thought about that the other day because, you know, we, we had the, the argument about ghosts and why you don't see a worm of a ghost of a worm. And then, you know, as my mind tends to do, then later I have a counter argument with myself um, <laughs> and, uh, and started questioning, well, maybe ghosts of worms see ghost worms. And, uh, you know, and humans only see, but if you're a worm, you might see the ghost of a worm, you know? So it could be, you know, you're tapped into, you know, whatever you're tapped in. Cause a worm doesn't even see us, do they? I don't know what a worm sees. Worm's blind, I think. I think a worm's blind. (laughs) Anyways, we're back on the Sunny Podcast and talking about worms again. Okay, uh, Mac is a serial killer. Um, I loved this episode. <laughs> I did too. I loved I did, it. I did too. Yeah, I loved I, it. I've always I, loved it, and I love it now. I want to say something on the record. Like, I've enjoyed all these episodes. I know sometimes maybe the fans hear us being analytical, and they're they might mistake that for uh, a dislike of the episode. I think that's us just trying to understand where we were, how we got to where we got to and um, you know, where we are today. So we can make the episode as, as best as we can. But um, the more, as they go along, I like them more and more the character dynamics. I mean, we really, and we're building out the world in this one in a great way with the, with the moms and, uh, and Max dad. And, and, and cricket is really the lawyer. Being, this is the first time we did the lawyer gag, I think. So great, and it's very uh, funny. I, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's terrific. And I and I I also love how you 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 kind of slip into the uh, you kind of slip into the whole Shelley the Machine Levine uh, yeah, yeah. thing again. Whenever you put on the short sleeve button down shirt <laughs> and yeah. the and the tie, you be, you sort of become Jack Lemon and Glen Gary Glenn Ross. To yeah, doing he that, likes to play thing. adult. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, I but I love the just the interview of Max's mom, like interrogating her. 
Oh man, that's so good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love this episode. I thought it was great. I love uh, the lawyer stuff is so funny to me. Um, just you thinking that you've watched enough episodes of law and order that you think you understand, you like, you know, the, the sort of the key phrases and terms and you feel like you could get in there and actually yeah. <laughs> defend someone and, you know, with that knowledge. And, uh, it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's so stupid, but it's, it's, it's so funny. It's a, it's like a shtick, but it's a fun shtick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite is the scene where you're talking to Mac and you're like, I got to get in there and dun, 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 dun. And you just start doing yeah, the Yeah, start theme singing song. the Law and Order theme song. So yeah, funny. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> very funny. The Trying song. on his Dracar Noir and then he senses it. <laughs> he smells it. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys Dracar. ever, did you ever wear Dracar Noir? Was that, do you have any good cologne from your youth that you used to oh, spritz well. on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had, I had, um. I really like that uh, Calvin Klein obsession. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was my ever... first cologne. No, I think I smelled like Right Guard <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Secret. I don't think I had any. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the Dracard Noir reference is just so funny to me because it was. It's like a. It's a very specific thing, right? It's. It's to like the average person. It it's like it feels like a very expensive, very fancy cologne, and yet, you know, it's like in every department store, and it was like one of the most you know ubiquitous colognes out there. But uh, but to characters like our characters, we're like, whoa, like Dracar well, Noir is like there's certain shit. things too that like catch on and become sort of just funny, like bo- like body acts or whatever, like things that are like targeted for men. <laughs> and taken very seriously that seem very not serious and are fun to make fun of. Glenn, you as um the uh to catch a predator guy. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, Chris. Not so um... young and attractive, is she, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my favorite. <laughs> like, so much are you like... here to see a young, attractive woman? <laughs> or Sandy, a young, attractive blonde, and then D comes out with the right. camera. <laughs> you must be very disappointed. <laughs> I loved especially you had so many good um, runs at D's expense this episode the whole thing about like he'd spend all day cutting you up he'd never get the job done he'd get the job done is, like, this, no, the, is this the episode that we came up with calling D a bird well because we okay, call so her Larry Bird we've talked about this a little bit um, we did call her Big Bird in season two uh, when she's oh, wearing yeah, when she the, when she had on the basketball suit yeah, when she had the pants basketball suit, suit on, where we, yeah, the pantsuit, we um we refer to her as uh, as Big Bird, and I think that was the first time we referred to her as a bird. And then I think this was the one that set it off, where it was like calling her a bird became like a thing. But yeah, I I, I agree, Meg. I I, I think some of that st- I don't think um that stuff was really scripted. I remember on the day we were when we were shooting that, um we just kept building and building and building and just like at take after take, it was different every single time. And, and it's kind how of amazing one because person, how many people have I cut up? <laughs> how so many funny. people have I murdered? How, how could be? <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, I remember, I, I remember, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty great actually how it feels scripted in the sense that it's so tight. The back and forth is so tight, but mm. I'm I'm almost certain it was not it was not scripted, um, and I love how Caitlin's jumping in there. It's so it's also so funny to me that she is so concerned with being with fitting. She's more con- she would rather fit the profile um, of a serial killer's victim 
than, uh, you know, not be considered a young, attractive blonde. Like she would rather think of herself as someone who's in danger of being murdered by a serial killer than to have us think that she's not a young, attractive blonde. Like that is so, that's so fucking funny to me, man. Even just you in the bushes with a big puffy coat is funny. Just the oh, fact so that you funny. had a, like, the puffiest yeah. coat. We never see you wear a coat like that before or after, but you got it for that scene. <laughs> Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, it's great. That was a really funny back and forth with Pepper Jack, just how quickly he asks her about who she's with and how quickly he like assumes her. So that by the time you get out of the bushes, she's already his best hoe. And uh, yeah. he's not like, it's just such a funny back he and forth. He was great. And, and when we went back to him this season to have him back, it must have been so bizarre for him. Yeah, no, you're right. To, to come in and do one scene as a character on a show and then 14 years later be called back to play that same character. I mean, I remember he was he was so it was so great to see him cuz he was so excited to come back and he was you know, uh excited to step back into those shoes and he and I, I remember I asked him I was like, "Did you have to like watch the episode uh, like a few times to remember the mannerisms and the the way that he spoke and all that kind of stuff and he he studied all that and uh yeah, it was a pleasure having him back. Such a sweet dude. Do you guys remember the origins of this episode? Did it come out of like a law and order thing like that you were or I don't remember, but this is one of the first episodes and we don't do too many episodes like this, but there's a certain style of comedy, right? Which is mistaken information where one character thinks they're talking about one thing. The other character thinks the character is talking about something completely different. And the joke is basically coming from that, you know? It's almost like a sort of like a Neil Simon-esque technique or whatever. It feels not dated, but yeah. it feels like a more old school in a way, you know? Yeah, um, it's it's very, it's very, very typical of a of a farce, which, you know, we tend to be a little bit more satirical and less farcical, but um farcical, know, but I'm, that's I'm, what it is, yeah. I'm I, I it's I think it's great when we slip into that. I I, I think it's um, you know, if if done well, you know, it's like you lean, you you make a choice like that, you just kind of lean into it and you don't question it too much and you just kind of go with it. Um, you know, characters talking at cross purposes, one person thinks that they're saying one thing and the other, the other person thinks they're saying something totally different and uh I, I you know, I I kind of love that. Even though and, and you know, even though we've talked about like how we don't uh, well, I guess Rob's talked about how he doesn't like it when we're spoofing um, things. Um, we do spoof To Catch a Predator, which is a ancient show um, now. Um, but I just, I love it. I, I think this episode is very clever. Like uh, so we, 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 met, we pack a lot of shit into this. There's a lot packed into this episode. It's pretty, mm -hmm. it's pretty jam packed with, uh, with good stuff. I like how the scene is shot of you chasing after Mary Elizabeth uh with Caitlin. And if my memory serves me correctly, actually Matt Shackman shot that scene. It was I think oh, it was Jerry Levine. Levine's episode. But I think because we were in Philly and Jerry couldn't come to Philly, Matt picked up that I think you maybe walk yeah, and talk that, on the streets. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think he shot the Philly stuff because we uh Jerry wasn't able to come to to Philly for some reason. Um, and that's one of the first times where we ha we have you actually like considering possibly killing someone. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> and like, I remember yeah, the time being like, wait, is this too far for the character? And nothing would seem to be too far. Like the further we could get, we would just chase down those roads for everybody. 
yeah, that's what we were learning, right? Uh, in this in this yeah. season, as as we were as we've talked about many times on the podcast, like how we were pushing things in this season to see how far we could go. Um, and you know, this was one of those things where it was like, well, what if what if he really does start fantasizing about killing this 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 woman, killing the waitress? And uh, it's you your know, disappointment actually, when you have to when you realize what you're not actually going to do that. That's so funny. Like, oh, yeah, yeah right. it's a, forget forgetting that we're not actually killing her, that we're just we're just we're just going through all the steps uh, that lead up to the killing. And then, be, yeah, and being and having to switch gears. Be, OK, yes. Right. <laughs> right. OK. Yeah. Right. right we're sure. not. Yeah. No, of course. But I mean, back to the uh, real world. And there's some disappointment in that. Yeah. Not, still not being able to totally let it go. Being like, you know, just being like, ah, God, it'd be better if we could if I could actually, uh, you know, but yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. The hands of going yeah, out to uh, strangle her. <laughs> but no, you're right. You're right. No, we're not going to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I also lo I love the twist. I love I, I love the uh, I don't think you see the Gary thing coming at all. I don't think you see that coming at all. It just comes off like a, no. you know, a schlub that uh, that Sweet D is taking advantage of. And, um, you know, I, I also love that we put the question to him about the gardening shears of like, do you, th do you think this would cut through bone? And his answer, the way he answers it, the way I think you interpret it as the audience, the first time you're seeing it is, is like, uh, I, I guess, like, I, why would someone ask me that, right? Is the subtext of that. When really his subtext is like, Oh, I have to be careful how I answer this because I know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah. do they know something about me, and how do they know it? You right. Know? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but your. <re> <laughs> but by the way, jumping jumping to the end, uh, like your reaction, you know, your your joy at having won the case, and then going to get a beer, and then I remember when we were shooting that, like, it was one of those things where, like, I. I don't know if we, I don't, maybe, maybe when we were, cause we always, we, you know, when we do our three man rewrite of every episode, we're always acting this stuff out. And I do think that I do, I, I, I think that I knew you were going to do something like that and getting to watch you actually do it in the episode was such a joy. Like that, that the whole, like, uh, you know, the, ah, 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 there's heads. <laughs> it's, it's, it's heads. a, yeah. it's a 10, 15 heads. heads in there. Yeah. There might be a beer back there, but I'm not going to go looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I, I think when we, I don't know if you remember this, but, but, uh, when we got there on the day to shoot that and they filled that fridge with heads, it was all, it was all like male heads. There was like maybe one woman and it was all dudes. And it I was like there's something wrong where they they looked terrible. Were they not covered in frost? We frosted them up, right? So uh I do, I don't I'm not sure about that. Um I do remember however that that it was not, it should have just been a, a a fridge full of heads of young blonde right, women. Right, cuz we had established women, that it was yeah. young blonde women. Yeah. Right. But instead right. it was like a it was a variety pack of of, of Well, those people. are the ones which, they found. <laughs> right, right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the those are the ones that people were concerned when they were missing. <laughs> you know, like, oh God, that's so you know, like, you know, he he popped off a few sort of drifters as well, and uh, <laughs> that's a good explanation. Yeah, um, but I mean, I do think that's actually the case when when things like that happen, which is like you know, I think uh, those people sort of <laughs> test their skills first on people that won't, <laughs> you know, won't draw attention, and then. Why am I laughing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. 
I've always thought that the reason he was killing blonde women was because he couldn't have D. And there was some reason, like, because he clearly is really infatuated with her. Did you guys mean that? That, like, he actually was killing blonde women because he was no, obsessed with I don't think we D? ever pictured anyone really no. wanting D. That was sort of a, <laughs> that's sort of part of the lore of the show. Is... It is really, it is really, it is very, it is very Except fun. Cricket. Right, ah, right. Yes, yeah. It is very fun to, like, uh, Oh, oh! <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, hey, man! Oh, no way! Wow! Oh, this is, I'm so sorry. Oh, thank sorry. you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so you, sorry. How itchy? How itchy aside. is it, though? Oh, but seriously, how itchy is it? Uh, we've already informed the audience that it was, you know, you, it was worms. dealing with the lice and the pinworms, and. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is terrible. Uh, all joking aside. I'm so sorry. Your 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 time is my time is not more valuable than yours. We agreed to this time. I fucked it up. I'm late. I did my best. As you can see, I'm like sweating. And, um I'm schwitzing, but I I'm so sorry to, to you. I'm so sorry to Megan. I'm so sorry to the audience. I fucked it up. Well also your your mic is not no, is it's not, not on. Being I, I literally used. just turned this on and was like, <laughs> okay. how quickly can I get into this? <laughs> okay, so Jump we'll just scrap in. that. For, yeah, don't, let's okay. not even bother. Don't even bother to set it up. We'll do it next Yeah, don't time. worry about it, man. Just leave it. I'm a daddy. It's not going to work. Yeah. Rob, we'll do it later. No, nope, your mic's off. I'm going to leave all this in the cut. It's just me apologizing for me fucking up. Just Hello? leave it. Can it's fine. Me? We can hear you. Yeah, but it's not coming through okay. that mic, so it's fine. But just m move it out of the way, and we'll just we'll just take it through the audio. That next time, baby, you get. you're gonna have plenty next of chances. Time. It's okay. Hey, Rob. Okay, Rob. Yes. Rob. Yes. Calm down. Yes. Calm down. <laughs> take a deep. Take a deep, deep breath. breath. Take a deep you know, breath. Grab a piece. Grab a piece of ice or something. Rub it all over your face and your body, and just. We'll get there into you go. it. You get nice right see, now. Look, what look am at I my face. Look at my nose is getting red again, and I haven't had any alcohol. So now I think we're realizing that when mm. I overheat, mm. my nose mm. just gets. I don't know. Either that, or you're drinking now during the day. Oh, <laughs> what is that? Are you sure you're not drinking vodka? Vodka? Could it be vodka? You got a whole thing of vodka. The nose, nose. <laughs> vodka. The um, nose, oh, nose. Buddy, the, the, the bummer of it is, is that I feel like we've been going over so many great highlights of this episode. Did you get a chance to watch it? I did, and I loved it. I, it's, okay, it's we a were, good. We were. It's a good. It's really. It's well, good, right? What yeah. we haven't gotten into in this episode is Mac and and how good Mac is in this episode. And you know, you do a gear in this episode that you do in Max banging Dennis's mom, where you have this secret that you don't want anyone to know. And you, you play it really funny. You have this thing where you like sort of repeat people's sentences when they speak to you. It's like, you, like they'll be like, Hey Mac, how you doing? You'd be like, how you doing? Like or some kind no, of thing that you do. That's really funny. I don't know, but I think you do it in these two episodes and then we never did it again, but it's, it's a good, we gear. should go back to it. We well, should, we should get you hiding something. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. also it's also it's also funny. Like, I mean, again, you know, we're always talking about the characters just complete and total obliviousness. But one of my favorite lines ever of yours is in this episode when you're talking to um, Carmen, and uh, you know, she's saying, "Why? I feel like you don't want to be seen with me." And you're like, "No, I don't mind being seen with you. I just, you know, uh, whatever." But like, I but the line is that that's the just one of my favorite lines of yours ever is. Um, 
I'm not, I'm not ashamed of you. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> yes. And that's supposed to make I you just, feel better. It's a good blow. Exactly, right. It's just yeah. a great example of, of saying something that you think is like, yes. you think you're saying something, you think you're saying like, no, you're, 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 I, I'm not ashamed of you. You're, I'm ashamed no, of myself. No, you're great. You're yeah. great. It's just that I'm ashamed of being with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, uh, again, that's us just leaning all the way into it as far as we could. Yeah. Always making oh, yeah. a joke about the, these pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. See, I really like the moment where you bring the wine coolers and then she's like, did you bring the condoms? And you're like, not really into the whole condom thing. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yeah. not really into the whole condom thing. <laughs> yeah. I, there's so there's so many great moments in this episode where characters are are are, are do, we're doing the thing that we do talk about where we're on the same page overall, but undercutting each other along the way and disagreeing on the details, you know, um, you know, just the, just all the, through the whole episode, you know what I mean? Just like, um, you know, like was this the first episode we see Max bedroom because of the the joke where when Frank walks in where he goes like, what's the what's the decor in here? What's the vibe in here? What's he going for like prison, prison cell? cell? Yeah, yeah. I feel and like do this you remember is the first we, time, and and that that's actually um, I'm you know the uh, more astute um, creep will pick up on the fact that um, that does not look like Max's bedroom because it wasn't. It was actually Dennis's bedroom that was, but we had that year for whatever reason we didn't build your bedroom. We just thought like, oh, we'll just redress Dennis's bedroom and make it look like Max's bedroom. So the orientation of that room where the yeah, door is, where the sense. bed is, yeah, where the door it doesn't is. track with with what we've said your room looks like now. Um, I don't know why we didn't then build your room to look like that. That would have made more sense. I think it was like a stage space thing or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's always money. It always comes down to money. We didn't have the money to do it right, basically. <laughs> it's it's both money and experience on our part, right? To say like someone's cutting corners on our behalf, but like the three of us didn't know to say, hey, let's not cut that particular corner. Go ahead and cut some other corner, but that one matters to us. You know, we're, yeah, it just and that just comes with, with experience. Yeah. Did you guys notice? Have you? I don't know if you talked about this already. Um, the that there's music, there's ambient music that's playing in the background of the scene in the in the hardware store that we're essentially saying is playing in the background is actually playing in the store that would be source and it is now score that we use as transitional music and actually we use it quite often no. yeah you know, so that, that was I... the first that was the first time we'd ever used that song was mm-hmm. it was as source music um, uh, for the uh, listener or creep out there who doesn't know that, I think you explained it, but yeah, source, when you put source music in, that means you're putting music in that's actually playing, that's actually supposed to be in the, in, in the scene with the characters. Yeah, it's coming from a car radio, a, a, right. a speaker at a restaurant. Um, as opposed to score, iPhone. which, as opposed to score, which the characters don't hear because that's, yeah, score. But, um. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't notice that. I don't even know what. Is you're it the? About. No, it's faster paced. In fact, we should probably play that clip right now. Uh, 
Uh, gang, we want you to know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you're not familiar with BetterHelp, it's an online therapy service that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with licensed therapists all around the world. How it works is you answer questions and BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with the right person to talk to in less than two days. It's not just about who's around you or who's available. It's about who's best for you. Yeah, I've actually used BetterHelp before because I had a, a sort of temporary problem that I wanted to see a therapist um, quickly about. And it was really, really easy to use. I signed up and they matched me with someone really quickly. Well, that's the best. Yeah, I mean, that's the best part of it, right? You get matched to the the person that's the most right for you. You're not like tethered to, you know, whoever's in your area, whoever's available, whoever you can get an appointment with, you can get uh, matched with the right person from all over the world. And you don't have to sit in traffic and go to the person's office. You get to just do it right from your laptop computer. That's right. Always Sunny podcast listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash sunny. Creeps, you are already reading this with your eyeballs, but listeners, that's H-E-L-P, not Better Health. Go to betterhelp.com slash sunny for 10% off your first month of therapy. Oh, that! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we had never used that as score before. Uh, we found it, used it as source, and then we were like, oh, that's, that's good. Let's uh, Let's start using it as score. Or maybe we had and we just didn't care. I don't know. We were like, oh, maybe it, it can be both. Oh, I wouldn't put it past us to have used it as score and then just used it as source because it was the only thing that fit that we liked and we didn't want to spend a bunch of time yeah. on it. <laughs> um, yeah, or money. What about Pepper Jack? We talked about We did we mention it, but we haven't Marquis. gone into, in depth into it. Yeah, he's amazing. This is the fir- This is the first mention of Larry Bird. We've already talked about that. We have bird. yes, this is the first. Me- yeah, the, the second mention though of of D being a bird, first being uh, calling yes. her Big Bird in the basketball episode, but then this mm-hmm. one, first time we called her Larry Bird, and then uh, and then I think it that's where it took right. Then then she became, then we just started calling her Bird after that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, there's, I do, there's such I, a weird do- delay. There's a weird delay in, and I don't know if it's if it's because we're waiting for each other to speak or if there's actually just a delay, but I, I'm like, there's like a full second after somebody (laughs) speaks to where somebody else speaks. And it's really fucking up the rhythm. Is anybody else feeling that? Or am I just coming in and fucking up a rhythm that you guys created and was working? I know. I won't say we were like (laughs) on on fire. Well, we had to think about it though. That was just okay. 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 That was thinking. Uh, Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna pause for a full three seconds, and I was really hoping (laughs) that you would do the same thing. Just like fake freezing. Well, there was Uh, like an eighteen-minute delay in you showing up, Rob. Yeah, there was an eighteen-minute drag. Felt that. Yeah. Um, We sure felt that. And then we've repeated some things here, so that's part of it, like an echo. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. Megan, didn't you have some didn't you have some questions for us? Did you want to prompt us on anything I or did uh, have some questions for you? One is, um, have you ever dated anyone that you kept from your like friends and family, like didn't want anyone to know about? Yeah. You have? <laughs> you have? Well, I mean, not since I've been married. <laughs> <You> said, <laughs> like, like it's the most lascivious thing ever. 
Um, but what was the what, what were you hiding? details? What were you ashamed of? I was. I was ashamed. Well, I, it was it was weird to me. You know, this was something that came, I think, a little bit later in my dating life, uh, where if I was dating somebody, but it wasn't like my girlfriend, and it was like serious. I kept, I kind of kept it separate from the rest of my life because it felt weird. You know, like, and you guys always had those friends, right? Who who were just, you were just like every single time you hung out with them, they were like dating a new person, and you're like, oh, okay, and they're like, yeah, this is so and so, and you're like, oh, I, okay, you're. Just, I thought, what happened to what happened to you know, and then like, oh no, I'm dating, I'm dating this person now, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, okay, do you have to introduce me to every motherfucker that you date? Like, really, seriously, you're gonna fucking bring like. Always bringing like, like it brings an energy to like a get together or a party that like kind of can throw shit off. If it's like, if you don't know for sure that that person's going to click with your group of friends or whatever, but like, you know, I don't know. So I, I kept it separate a lot, actually. <laughs> Sadly. Keep it separated, man. You got to. Well, gotta... I, I, I kept the fact that I was dating my spouse. Um, she was not my spouse at the time, but I was dating my co-star from you guys, so maybe that would count. Yeah, yeah that counts. Sure, that's a big yeah. one. It's idiot. Yeah, oh, that's great. It's crazy that I didn't see it. It's it's fucking crazy because she used to she would she would she would we'd be in our apartment and she would be like, oh, I'm just gonna go to sleep on the you know we had we we, we built that big like that big mattress platform thing that we could watch movies yeah. on and shit. She'd just like pass out on that, and then I'd wake up the next morning and uh, you know. She was there, and I was just like, "Yeah." We were counting on the fact that you're always just doing your own thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, were, I was. you were just focused yeah, on what yeah, you yeah. were doing, and we we're like, "Glenn's not going to notice shit." Trust me, and you it's were all good. you were totally right. I, I did not notice totally, shit. I right. Yeah, uh, that's one. Yeah, I I don't feel like you needed to keep secret, but no, I I understand the. But actually, for the same reason that Glenn, but that Glenn brought up, which is that if it didn't work out. And that I think we were even mature enough at the time to recognize, like, look, if this doesn't work out, we don't want it to ruin the dynamic of the TV show because the TV show's working and we can keep it professional and personal sort of separate. So if we brought you into it and it and then it kind of fell apart, it would might just be weird. And I think that was a huge part of it, too. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't think I ever kept a relationship secret. They were hard to get. Um, so if I got one, you know, everybody knew. Uh, and uh, and then I've been in one for I don't know 50, 55, 60 years now. You know, a good long stretch. So, does anybody keep anything to themselves anymore? Because it feels as though no. Uh, I don't want to be the old man uh, out here in the podcast space uh, bitching about the the next generation because it's not the next generation. It's everybody. It's everybody of our generation. It's every our parents' generation below. Everybody is just. They're not holding anything back at any point. Everybody needs to be expressing themselves at all times and they need to feel heard at all times. And it doesn't matter if, if maybe it's something so private that you could just maybe navigate that yourself. You don't need to bring that out into the world uh, and be heard at, at all times. I know that oftentimes I'm a, a real piece of shit. And if I express myself and I'm in those moods I publicly, I immediately, maybe the four or five times I've done it, I'm like, oh, that was so stupid. That's not me. That's not representative of who I am. Do you feel that this way? It doesn't represent me. Represent um, me. But because uh, I, I felt the need to tell everybody everything in this exact moment and I have access to everybody at every moment, I fucked it up. 
I definitely don't uh, tend to overshare in that way, uh, probably for the same reasons that you're, you know, you don't. It's that's like, it seems weird to me. I mean, and it's not, you know, I have no problem sharing things and being very authentic and honest about what's gone. I mean, I think we've we've hit moments like that often on this podcast where, you know, we get very we stop down and we get very real and we're not making jokes and shit and we're just, you know, talking about real stuff. But um, but yeah, I don't feel the need to share every aspect of my life with uh, with everyone. And, and, you know, to be clear. It wasn't that I ever kept a relationship a secret. I never, I never like purposely was like, "Ooh, I can't let anyone know." It was just I kept them separate. It was more like I kept them separate. I kept those things separate. It was like I had my group of friends, and then I had someone that I was dating, and you know, and it I think that's totally I, fair. To be like, I don't know yeah. about this person yet, and I'm not sure exactly. I want to like cross that bridge of bringing them into my friends, which you probably prioritized at that time in yeah. your life, and it's you know. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm deeply uncomfortable sharing stuff. I rarely like post anything on the internet. I'm not on Twitter. Uh, I don't know why. I guess I could kind of do some work on that. But uh, but no, I don't think I, I know why. It's because you're 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 a private person, and I think that's very normal to be a private person. And 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 also like it does color, you know, if too much of your life is out there. Uh, for everyone to know about and see, you know, it, it colors their perception of you every time you play a character. I mean, I know I, for I, me, like- I agree with that. Look, I, I think also, Glenn, you and I, I know specifically got into this because we had a love for acting and we had a love for a very certain style of acting, which I don't know if it exists anymore, but like, you know, we were idolizing those sort of 70s, you know, iconic actors that some were method, some weren't method, but that the acting was the most paramount thing in their life. And you didn't know much about them personally. So that every time they appeared on screen, you were like, Oh man, I'm going to get to see fill in the blank. What Daniel day Lewis, you know, which you know kind of nothing about, but you want to go see him in the theater or Joaquin Phoenix or somebody. Um, I don't like this. The line has blurred so much, you know, between uh, being a celebrity and being a, uh, like a personality, you know, like mm. and we kind of, we, we touched on this a little bit last time we were talking about the whole like Paris Hilton thing. And I was, you know, jokingly, half jokingly saying that I find that whole thing disgusting. But, uh, but like, I, I just have, I've always been very uncomfortable with the idea of being famous. Now I would like to draw, draw a distinction between, you know, just being sort of a celebrity in general and, being someone for whom your work means something to them, right? So, like, I, I, I absolutely love it when somebody who's a big fan of Sonny or, or anything that I've done comes up and it's like, hey, man, I really like your work. That feels good to me. I'm like, this person enjoyed my work. That's what I wanted to, that's what I always wanted to put out into the world. I never wanted to be a personality. I never wanted to be like a, a celebrity or whatever. I just, I just, you know, wanted to do good work. And, you know, I, when that's appreciated, it's great. But like, you know, to be famous for, I don't know, like whatever people get famous for these days that that's not. Well, there is, yeah, there's a substance. tipping point with fame where it, it, it really can become like, um, you know, you look at like Pete Davidson, who I like so much. I've, I've yeah. worked with him and, and he's met great, him. And man. He's funny. He's a great, great guy. And I think he's super yeah, yeah. funny and talented. You start dating Kim Kardashian and all, the eyes of the world are on you and you're in a different level of fame. And, how does that affect people when you show up in a movie? I'd, uh, hard to say, you know. But in terms well, of like, in terms of like, Sunny fans coming up to us, it's great. Like, 
I love people knowing the show. And I like when people come up to me and say that they like the show. And I kind of want to go back to something I said two episodes ago where, Megan, you were asking about us about memes and I made a joke that it was memeing list to me or whatever. <laughs> the truth is I love it. Like when I read memes, I fucking laugh my ass off because they're all hilarious. I love that anytime someone wants to refer to someone as insane, they put up a picture of me in front of the court board. Like that's like one of the best things that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah, it's a so, big, any conspiracy theory is is like is often the meme is often you from that episode. Yeah, yeah, but I also don't want to just constantly be on the internet telling people what I'm eating for breakfast and uh and I and I'm really grateful that we don't get like chased around by paparazzi, which you know we all know people who are like that, and it's it's tough on their on them. You know, it's a crazy life. I would really struggle with that. I can tell you that right now. It, it, it's, it's terrifying to me. It's this weird thing where like, but you also recognize that celebrity has, it has value in helping you to get the kind of gigs that you want as an actor, right? So if you mean something to people, if you are a celebrity, if you're a big enough celebrity and you have a big enough following or like fan base or whatever, uh, you're more likely to get those big roles that you want. The moment in time that you're ref you're referring to Charlie, which was yes, the seventies and eighties, but it was really like a hundred years of popular culture um, that we were at the tail end of where you were making connections with characters in movies and or television shows, and you were identifying with them and you were making those connections and they were bringing you uh, a different perspective of life. They were bringing you joy. They were bringing you sadness. They were bringing you a the full range of human experience. And you had a connection to those characters. And I think what's happening now or has been happening for the last 15, 20 years, and very acutely now, is that I think people's connections to characters has changed insofar as we, we are now, for example, giving access to people in a way that, that we hadn't in the past. We've only done it through the work. But this would be an example, the podcast itself, where we're giving access to people who, uh, in a way that we haven't done before. It's actually us. And you'll, I think that's a huge part of why social media is such a huge uh, such a huge part of our culture now is because people are getting past that artifice and they're having now a connection with you as you are. Now, whether or not we're willing to give that to them is the that's the scary line, right? But but I think it's still the same insofar as it's people seeking to identify with another human being, a character or a real person, but someone who brings a little bit more light to their life. Yeah, I think then it boils down to like what what do you want personally in terms of like, mm -hmm. what do you want to give? Not like what are you capable of giving, but like, what, what do you want to give? Like, um, I'm finding this to be a good experience just because of connecting with you guys. And I'm glad that it's reaching an audience and connecting them to, um, the thing that turns me on the most just as a person is making, so let me use a hoity-toity word, but making a piece of art, right? Like uh, making an episode of the show, making a movie, like really kind of creating and making a thing, which is not me in my life, but that's pretty much all I care about. Like that's just my passion in life. That's what that's what excites me. That's what I feel like gives me meaning and purpose. Uh, so it's interesting trying to but it's a balance, right? Because I also know, okay, if I go do that, if I go do whatever, Horrible Bosses or I Want You Back, there's an expectation from the studio that I also sell the movie by selling myself, right? So like go on a talk show, go be you, you know, like 
<laughs> go on a show where you eat increasingly hot hot sauce, which I think <laughs> when I went on, I, I remember being kind of in a grumpy mood, being like, wait, where am I? What am I doing? This, and then of course- like a, I'm doing a hot sauce show yeah. now? What the fuck happened? I know. <laughs> and now it's like one of my favorite things I Al got Pacino never did a hot <laughs> but, uh, sauce show. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah, kind of. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just whatever, See, your arti- whatever your artistic line is, right? I mean, like- yeah, to, what's the like, line okay, for you so as a, as a fan of Glenn, as a fan of Glenn, I recognize, I can see in his camera that he's staying in a hotel room. There's a part of me that wants to know how many times today or since you got to the hotel room, have you masturbated? I want to know. Now, I want to know that as your friend. I want to know that as a fan of yours because I find it funny. Uh I'm picturing you landing and being like, I haven't been away from my family in like a year (laughs) and a half. I'm going to lock this door and I'm going to beat my dick like it owes me money. And I'm going to do it for Mm -hmm. like like a solid three hours. Yeah, I'm I gonna like strip to strip a couple. I'm gonna strip a, a, at least three or four layers of skin off this thing. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Like, now, I'm, I'm, there's I'm, gonna be people banging on his hotel wall, being like, "Are you okay in there? <laughs> Is everything okay? <laughs> I hear a lot of screaming. So <laughs> Are you okay? Screaming. There's so much Where? screaming. Yeah, doing yeah. voices. Is it, how many people are in there? It's just one. Yeah. It's just one, but I'm an actor. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I, I, I play all the characters. <laughs> I'm getting into character. I'm just, it's like an Eddie Murphy thing every time I masturbate, all right? I just just get into my character. Thing. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk right now. Not now. Don't talk to me now. Um, so I, I can understand the, the, the desire from a, a person out there in the world. Like I wouldn't, I think that would be amazing if I'm listening to uh, smartless and I and 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 Jason were to go check himself into a hotel room and he started would start talking about that I would find it absolutely fascinating and probably hilarious but there's also mm. a weird connection because anybody that's alone or have been alone or away from people for the first time in a long time knows exactly what that feeling is like but we don't talk about it a lot in public because yeah. it's either base or private or whatever I get that too and I I also understand why you wouldn't want to tweet that out to the world but yet I still well, would I mean, love that's, to hear. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's why you built a whole separate little house for yourself, right? So that you could just have <laughs> right. it. That's, yeah, but you yeah. call Maybe it. Maybe why you were so sweaty in 18 minutes late. It's right. <laughs> yes. it's this was, this, look, this was not for sweat. Oh, no. It's a, oh. For the listener at home, he's holding up a dark he's raccoon. Up a, <laughs> oh, I thought it was a raccoon. It's dry. Get the pelts. <laughs> Well, it's Megan almost threw up. I think Megan almost threw up. Yeah, there's been look, look. I spend a lot of time down here. I'm I'm a human being. Yeah, of course. From time to time, I find I time for myself. You have needs and a high uh, speed internet connection, and one thing leads to another, and. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody brought to my attention, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to kick horses while they're down. But the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing, like mm-hmm. apparently in their trial, somebody had pooped in the bed, and the yeah. and they were talking about like who pooped the bed, and yeah. Sunny fans were delighted by this fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Like it is a strange, it is a strange reaction to something to be like, I'm gonna shit in bed. I'm shit. <laughs> In the fucking bed. I'm gonna shit the bed. How do you like me now? I shit the bed. Oh wait, wait. You was fuck- it done on purpose? 
I, well, oh, I, I have I not mean, been reading. I've not been reading. Someone just told me uh, about this, okay. and I'm like, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I, I think it was a vengeful. I, I thought yeah, it was no, just, I think it was a vengeful oh, act. Vengeful act. Oh gosh, I believe so. Could, I believe you again. can probably measure the poop for the levels of stress. Um, it was a sh- you know, yeah. There's rings. There's uh, rings. Yeah, if it's a high stress uh, ex- excretion, um, then yeah, it's going to come out in a blast. It's going to come out wet, and it's going to come out fast. Yeah, poop with this intent. Again, I feel like I'm boring. I'm not only boring sexually, I'm boring with like my revenge schemes. That would never occur to me. What, what, I'm going yeah, to go in and I'm going to defecate. Have you been doing a lot a of revenge? Bed? I mean, I dabble in it. I dabble in it, but not to the sure. not to that extent. Yeah, yeah. I I I. I <laughs> Not big I think I, I sort of go, you know, <laughs> with the all uh, and I an eye for an eye, you know, makes the whole world blind thing. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> well, Charlie's just I very something. sweetly and casually saying, Charlie just said he very earnestly, I'm I'm not big on revenge. Yeah, which was very sweet. Yeah. And just gotta I move believe on. that would like, I don't dabble in revenge. I was just making a crack. I, I'm trying to think if if I I think there are consequences. Meaning, like there, I think there are natural consequences to treating me a certain way, but I wouldn't call that. Revenge, That's not revenge, right? though. That's but revenge. here's what here's what freaks me out about revenge. I'm too scared that the person will then take it another step even further. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? That it's like, oh, someone did something to you, and then you're like, okay, great, I'm gonna poop in a box and mail it to them, and then they're like gonna poop in a box for the rest of my life and mail it to me. I'm like, yeah. no way. I don't I know. Wanna... You get into that with the wrong person, and boy, yeah. it, it never yeah, ends. Yeah, some people know? are better at revenge than others for sure. Yeah, and they'll they'll just well, keep I, going. Yeah. Yeah. I think my issue with revenge is that I once I can get zero to a 10 very quickly as we all can to a certain extent, but I, then I'm in the moment I can see me doing something irrational, but, but 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, I feel like I can calm, calm down. And then the idea of some level of retribution for whatever happened does, would not occur to me. I don't yeah. think Meg, you spent a lot of time with me. Have, have you noticed that my, um, that you've been revengeful. No, you're so like good at confrontation in the moment that I don't ever see you like waiting for later to like, like you would just say it, you know, outright. Like I always say that my favorite part about working well with any of you guys in the, in the writer's room is that I've worked for some showrunners that I can tell, like I pitch something that they don't like and they do this like whole song and dance of like letting me down gently by like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Let's consider that idea. But you guys are great because you'll just be like, nah, that's not it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you just move on. And I kind of appreciate that because like the, 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 there's something patronizing about like needing to let me down gently as opposed to just like being confrontational and be like, no, that's not it. Because there's an assumption there that I'll come up with a better idea if you just tell me you don't like that one. So I, I prefer that, which is like, just throw out the parts. Like I remember pitching um, the gang replaces D with a monkey to you guys. And like the first time that I was pitching it, like, I think there was a whole different story. And then the monkey was just like a very small part of it. And you guys were like, well, we like the monkey, but like basically get rid of the rest of it. Yeah. And then yeah. I was the like, monkey cool. Was, and that was, that and as I recall, that was coming on the heels of, of another conversation about something else where we were talking about something being too broad. Yes. And, and we were like, we don't want to tip into too broad. And then we left to go do something else. We came back, you pitched us a story and you very reticently were like, okay. And there's a, a, a point at which we possibly replace D with a monkey. And and you were like, like just waiting for the like, that's fucking crazy. But instead we were like, well, now hang on a second. What if the <laughs> whole thing was the monkey? You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. <laughs> just, 
it, in this season, there is sort of a joyful like silliness to some of the stuff that we uh, might not approach anymore. Which season three? Yeah, which I'm that, finding works yeah. better than I thought. Where I'm like, oh, this is whatever. We're just we're interrogating Max Mom and with the headphones and the mic the and the chainsaw just thing that you want Frank to take your picture with the chainsaw and yeah, yeah. that like tongue thing. So. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the little bow you put on your mom's head or whatever. We'd probably still do that, but that's just so fucking funny. But that that, so that's that not, form that's of communication, we we we've we've had that form of communication since the beginning, and I think that 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 really is born out of respect. You're creating a room full of people and everybody, the assumption is everybody deserves to be there because they've earned, earned it. And now if there's an idea that comes up that, that, that isn't good enough, it's not like you're taking someone's whole self of self-worth and saying, no, you're, you're not only are you wrong, but you're incapable. It's more just like, no, the idea didn't work, but you're not identifying the idea with your ego. You're just saying, no, great. That didn't work. Move on. Um, so yeah, it's like born out of respect. And I think that was something we've always done, isn't it? Like we I would never, in the beginning. we would never like have someone pitch us something and be like, "That's so stupid, you idiot!" You know, like no. that's no. But we also like we wouldn't like put on kid gloves and be like, "That's a really good idea." Let's think about. It. We'd be like, "Nah, that doesn't that doesn't feel right." What else? And yeah. then just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. So, and we do that to each other constantly. Yeah, it's What's a safe space. Danny line again. You said, uh, "Nah, nah." What's the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not that, that though. Not that though. <laughs> not that though. Yeah, though. not that though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, not that. Yeah, yeah not, not that, that though. Yeah, yeah, something like that, but not that. Were you guys into true crime stuff at all? Like, do you do you ever? Because this episode's all about like kind of like true crime type serial killer stuff. Did you guys ever get into that? I'm into if that to, tell me- to a certain extent, but, but I definitely know that's more of a female thing. Like I, all the women in my life are super into that. Like 2020 and Dateline and stories of women being dismembered and, and murdered for some reason appealed to, I don't know is that you think you're getting tricks as to how you're going to evade the killer. But I, I also noticed that Caitlin, even in the ones where it's like killer women, I'm like, Oh, I get this. I understand. She like, she was physically or emotionally abused and she took she took revenge and poisoned her husband and killed him and caitlin's like no nah, i don't care for that I'm like, <laughs> which ones are the ones you want to watch and she's like i don't know like the like the woman's been gone for 20 years and what happened to her we don't know that's so fucked up what is that right <laughs> i think i think it's because like at least i watched them and it's like it's both yes like you pick up it's like things you're afraid of. So then you watch it and you're like, okay, well, like note, never do this thing. But also I like feeling superior to the victims because there's always a moment where I'm like, well, I wouldn't have done that. And therefore I wouldn't have died that way. So I, oh, I have like a bit cut of that, like- Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut yeah. that. <laughs> Wait a second, don't cut that. Don't cut that. Megan Gann <laughs> blames well, the victims. Superior to victims. She's she's learning. She's learning. <laughs> well, no, you're learning. You're learning. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. No, I get that from a primal. Like, I get that primally, which is like, you, it's all survival of the fittest. And you're saying, oh, I don't want to be murdered. I would never have made that mistake. Therefore, I'm safe. I wouldn't be murdered. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I get that. I, I like the detective aspect of it. Like, like, uh, like, if you listen to Serial, you got to kind of play detective, right? You get, you started to like get all the suspects. But then I always hit a moment where I'm like, oh man, this is somebody's real life. Like somebody's, mm-hmm. somebody's dead, and somebody's like kid is dead. Like what the fuck? You know, like this is not my 
we we made a joke about this later in the season where we said like murder is the new like ki- like chips, right? This yeah. is not just yeah. chips for me to snack on. This is like somebody's yeah, fucking it's, life. It's awful. But also also, uh, but it's compelling, t- right? Because t- we're terrified. Well, tell your story faster. Tell it faster. <laughs> um, you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like cereal was one of those things where I was like, oh my god, this is like absolutely fascinating. Fascinating for about three episodes. And then I'm like, all right, get to it. Fucking wrap this shit up, you fucking jerks. It was the same way with, uh, uh, you know, uh, making a murderer or whatever. It was like, you know, yeah, they I, don't, it I just have, fuck, I can't stand it when people tell me a, a, a fucking two hour long story in 10 hours. I'm like, just, t- God, ugh. Fucking drives me crazy, man. So now if I see like a true crime series or whatever, like a thing that's like, oh, it's going to, the story's going to unfold over uh, uh, even four episodes. If it takes you four episodes, even that's too much for me. I'm like, I'll do two. I'll do two. Two one hour episodes. That That's how much fucking time you've got to tell me this story. Otherwise I'm out. I'm out. Because unlike the victim, you have a life to live. You know, you've got well, stuff and, to do. Oh, God. Yeah, damn, Megan. Megan. Wow. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I, uh, well, you guys are talking about masturbating for like so long, but I, whatever. Well, yeah, no one dies listen, when that happens. It's not usually. In the, patriarchy, in the patriarchy, we talk about masturbation. In the matriarchy, you guys are conceiving very rich webs of revenge and I, I, this is terrifying I mean, listeners creeps and listeners be be afraid of the matriarchy because like all we want to do is just like talk about like our dicks and masturbation like women are out the kill. I wonder what percentage of our audience just masturbates to the podcast oh, you know there's no, probably like no. like one one person right at least should we you give think? somebody should we give them something should we should we take our shirts off no, oh, like, yeah, like, it, no, it's like, you know, every time you say it's like fun. the letter a, S or P or like you, you're, you know, that kind of weird shit. What? Maybe, I yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's okay. Let There's got to be one, one person out there, right? Let with, them. The, with the kink. Well, can, can I ask or you guys a question? Or maybe it on in the background? David Hornsby once shared a video that somebody sent to him of, I think, two guys having sex. And in the background was good, a Good Girls episode that he was in. Um, just like, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. How did he get this video? I don't yeah. know, but he sent it to me like a while ago. It was so funny because like the guys were like really going at it. You didn't ask him how he got, how he found this video. <laughs> like it yeah. was like homemade porn that someone put on the internet and he was in the back of the shot. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I don't know how he, yeah, I should ask him how he got it. Um, we've, we've discussed my erotic tales for on this podcast before, right? We did, right? No. We covered that. Not on the no. podcast. No. no. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. You guys know well, that, you know the story, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a very long but, time since since we've talked about it. It was one of my first. I, so I I had an agent, like a real agent, and they were sending me on things. I remember I auditioned for like Wet Hot American Summer, and like got a couple callbacks, and and I think I was in the same casting office, and they had an, another audition. It was a short film, short movie. It was called Angela, and it was starring Victor Argo or whatever. Um, and basically my role was just, there were two guys sitting in a bar having a conversation about sex. Like they had hooked up with some girl and Victor Argo's overhearing their conversation and he's sort of depressed about being past his sexual pride. And by the way, I don't even have the bulk of the dialogue. I think I'm just the guy be like, uh-huh. Oh, wow, man. Like that's like my part. 
And I remember, I, and the director's name was like Amos Kalak or something like that. Uh, Israeli director, I think. And um, I get the part and I go down the set. We're filming it, shot on film. And uh, boy, this guy's up my ass, like tons of notes. Like he's just hating my performance. I'm like, man, I'm just sitting here going, uh-huh, yeah. I, I can't make this guy happy. Uh, but it's whatever. I shoot the couple hours. They let me go. Never hear about it. Movie kind of disappears. And then like a year or two, or maybe even longer, it might've been like five years later, it shows up on my IMDb as Erotic Tales 4, Summer of My Deflowering. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I guess it was like kind of like <coughs> soft core-ish porn, like not porn, but like like a Cinemax. You didn't porn, get the whole script, you know? huh? They, they didn't give you so the whole script. No, I just got the scene, but it's no oh, longer boy. on there. Apparently, I was cut out of the movie. I think some some uh, super fan had found the DVD and looked it up, and uh, and so my scene and you, no longer you exists. Ain't in it? Oh, that's not cut. I would like to see that. Which I have mixed feelings about. On the one hand, I'm relieved, and on the other hand, I also would like to see the scene. Yeah, right, right. Of course. Glenn, how many times have you masturbated? <laughs> I, I I'm not I'm not gonna uh no comment. How many times? You're not gonna dignify that question with I'm not gonna dignify that. <laughs> is it between you zero and Daniel Day Lewis wouldn't zero? say I just wouldn't say. Daniel Day Lewis Is it between would, zero and five? Leave the zoo. Yeah, how long I mean, have you been the, there? The <laughs> I just got I, I got in last night. Oh, so it's is it, it's between one and three. Relax. Relax. <laughs> um, guys, I got to pee. Uh, can we end this fucking thing? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. You guys have done it. We have to have done it. We did it. Uh, well, Rob, thanks for joining us. 